this week we are talking sex with Lex. No, not really. You're welcome. Dan and Jed are not talking about sex on the podcast. Not but just we, yet. Not just yet. But we are chatting to the one and only Alex Sharon, who is an aspiring sexologist who has an amazing page where she talks all things sex, all things consent, all things dating and lovemaking on her page, talking sex with Lex. Important things that I feel like isn't chatted enough about. Well, it's really special to have those environments for someone who's so passionate about it, which is what we found out through all of our chats with Lex, but then kind of also getting to know the person behind the brand and behind what she's trying to do and her stories that kind of led to her doing the things that she is doing and super inspirational. She really opened up. She gave so much. And on this hero episode, Alex talks explicitly about her brother, Maxie Boy, Max, and all the adversities that he's been through and how he always overcomes them. And is now a leader within his own school and albeit with his learning difficulties, continues to push through the boundaries and be an inspiration to Lex and so many other people. Touched so well. And we had a really, really nice phone call moment. Absolutely. A really, really special. Phone call was special. And like we've spoken about many times, the phone call was the best part. And I love being able to hear about these heroes and you get a sense of it to then be a part of their life and their conversation is, is really special. So sit back and enjoy, I reckon. Absolutely. Thank you all. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Triple H Podcast. Where we embrace vulnerability and encourage authenticity. As we have meaningful conversations with the people in our lives. We're your hosts, Dan and Jed. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Everybody listening right now, I asked Dan how he wanted to start the episode today and he said, I reckon you should hit the record button. That's the sort of rubbish that I have to put up with every single time we put these headphones on. And he's smiling at me right now because he knows I'm putting him on blast. But Dan, do you have anything to say for yourself and your your behavior? Yeah, you're going to have to just deal with it for the rest of your life. Rest of my life? Yeah. It's funny about that because um, I'm actually currently working on signing you out of the Triple H podcast. <laughs> that does not I'm, surprise I've me. been working behind the scenes. And I'm coming on. Yes. All right. <laughs> see? That's what we need. That's what we see. We're changing up the game. We're, we're changing it up we're getting and better I'm looking. zucking you. We're getting better looking. We're getting smarter. <laughs> so much smarter. We're getting funnier. I don't know Evidently already. Evidently. Dan, how probably, are you? Probably better at, and probably better at basketball as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely not. Dan, how are you? I'm fantastic. It's so good to be back for another podcast and especially with the guests that we have today. We Pretty have cool. The, Pretty special. It's always, always well, the same sort of vibe on our episodes and today is going to be hopefully a, a lot different and I'm really excited for that and, and I'm really, really excited to learn some things as as you would say as two males, we, we get to sit and learn some really uh, unique things today about quite a special human but I feel like you... I yeah. have a really good introduction for this person and, and keen to hear how you came across our guest today. Through their girlfriend. I'm a massive- You're kidding. No, I'm a massive skating fan. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And oh so my I was God. following Hayley yeah. and then one thing led to another and then I saw uh, she shared, she shared your page. Yes. And so I followed it from there. I, instantly, I just That's didn't even so think. Funny. I didn't think once. I just followed it. And that and would have been like the first- It was the first thing. Your first thing that she 
Yeah, first thing that I did. And then I am a huge, obviously, Chantel Otten fan. So mm. then I kind of was like, had that experience of enjoying that content. So Absolutely. I was like, oh, why would I not add more? I need, I need, an, <laughs> I need all the tips. I need all the tips and knowledge I can get on sex. That's Isn't that right, Dan? Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was. Yeah, it was a no-brainer and it's been really nice because a lot of the time when you do content and, and for Dan and I, a lot of the time we're trying to get people who have a name for themselves in some way yeah. or have a big following or things like that. But it's really nice being able to sit with you purely because I feel like we're in a very similar situation. So we're yeah. both not crazy influencers. We're sort of still trying to make it. Absolutely. To get there. And so that's why it was kind of nice to reach out because I felt like it was like a very kind of in unison in – um bilateral sort of experience to reach out and kind of bring each other up because especially in what we do in social media and podcasting, et cetera, et cetera, content, it's very easy, especially in Adelaide. It's very easy if people want to bring you down or not want to lend out a helping hand. And since being in Melbourne and getting in contact with you and so many other amazing people, it's been really lovely. That's so good. And that's why we have the wonderful, magical and incredible (laughs) Alex Sharon, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. This is Welcome. great. How are you guys? Well, well, we can't complain about anything. We've yeah, got we're wonderful. Living. Yeah, we're living the dream. Yeah, sliving. Um, <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Having a ball. Having yeah. a ball, yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, how have you guys liked it? I love Melbourne. I'm here frequently. Yeah. Um, a lot of my mates from school live over here, so I'm really lucky. Oh, beautiful. And this trip, I think, was a pretty like solidify, like, yeah, you just need to move. Really? Oh, do you reckon you'll move? Yeah. <laughs> and no. Yeah. Like I really, really want to, yeah. but I feel like I've spent so much time here on holidays. It wouldn't yeah. be much of a change for me. I want exactly. to, I want to go, you know, Somewhere France. New. Bigger. Yeah. Go I'll live do in France. It. You want bigger that would things. Be awesome. Not even Melbourne. bigger. Not even, not, not saying Worldwide. bigger than Melbourne. Just I just mean like completely different. Like yeah. I want to completely shock to the system yeah. that is Jed Wolford. So yeah, go to LA. Yuck. No thanks. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Star. I will be, be a movie, movie star, star one day. You'll be making movies be. And, and songs. Thanks, man. Especially with the fresh ink. Yeah, that'll true. Ouch. Yeah, that'll make me look cool. Make me look like JB. The goatee just <laughs> needs to get a bit bigger. Goatee needs to get yeah. bigger. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Alex, how are you coming off a big flight? Mm. How are you feeling? I'm good. I am pretty tired yesterday. <clears throat> so I landed yesterday at 10 a.m. Um, and it's currently the day after at like four or something, yeah. 4.30. I'm feeling good. I think it's slowly catching up to me, me though, the, the little jet lag. Did you stay up? Like did you go to sleep at a normal time last night? I did. I went to sleep at 8.30 and oh, then I woke cool. up at four and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go mm. back to sleep. Went back to sleep. It was fine. And then I woke up again at 7.30. Cool. So I'm feeling good. But, yeah, just so happy to be home. That was a crazy experience. Long trip. Yeah, obviously so you were supporting your partner, Hayley. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So she was just riding around for – who was she skating with or she, for? So she skates for Nike. Yeah. So she's out there at the moment. Just casually. Just casually. <laughs> Name just drop. Cash. Yeah, shout out. Shout out Nike, hey. <laughs> yeah. I love Here Dan's face. I love Dan's face as soon as you said that. He went, oh, God, oh, that's Nike. cool. He's like, if you guys – you can't see this right now, his eyes kind of just looked down and he went – Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing with our life? Yeah, <laughs> why aren't we skating for Nike? Oh, uh, that's the question, isn't it? Anywho, um, skating for Nike. Yeah, yeah. So we, so she's over there still. She'll be back for a long time in October. Um, so it's a little while until she gets back fully. Um, but we just had a holiday. Like we went to Seattle, we went to Portland, Park City, in Utah, and LA, like downtown LA. What was Seattle like? Said, so good. It's good. A lot I of people do. It. 
rate Seattle quite highly? Yeah. As it just what 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 makes it so good? Legal I weed. Think, <laughs> no, I hate weed. Fun fact. Yeah, there you I go. Can't stand Fuck you, Jed. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Sorry. A lot, Jed. Yeah, yeah. Trying to just I'll I'll sit out. <laughs> yeah. No. See you later. Um, <laughs> um, Seattle was awesome because it was Jed still sat out. By the way. <laughs> It was awesome purely because it was so artsy and just very – everyone could be their self there. Like there were no questions asked. It was really clean in, ten, in terms of like the, like the footpath. Like everything was clean. Like there was no littering. Um, everyone was so nice. The food was good. The shops were cool. Like I'm sure you would have felt home with the weather as well. I, yeah, well, actually it didn't rain once while I was really? there. Really? Wow. No, so what I can remember is um, – Twilight, and I remember they yeah. uh, lived up that way yes. because the vampires couldn't see the sun. So every time I think of Seattle, I think of uh, Twilight. Yeah, I, that's, and I just now every time I think of Twilight, I'm thinking it's always cold and uh, miserable because yeah. they can't see the sun. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Um, I'm Team Edward. Yeah, good. I'm yeah. Team Rosalie. Okay, <laughs> sure. Nah, out of left field. Team out Edward or Team field. Jacob? I don't know. It's Team. What do you mean? I, th- I think it's. I think it's Edward. Always. I mean, Jacob's cool, but like you know. Bella's a vampire. Can't fuck with it. No. And, and Edward is like the main character, so. <clears throat> he, he is. Naturally. Don't he's the goat. Gonna support he is the goat. The main he's character. The goat. Edward Cullen Absolutely. is the goat. But, yeah, no, that's that's awesome to hear about that about. Sort of because America, for example, everyone either goes to New York or LA. Yes. But then or San Francisco. Exactly. Or a, a Philadelphia or a Miami mm, on the east side. Mm. Not always Seattle. No. Nah, it's not never. probably everyone. And Portland as well. But everyone raves about yeah. how nice and relaxing Portland is. And obviously Nike headquarters are there. So well, is that one of the reasons why you yeah. guys went to Portland? Yeah, one cool. of the reasons we had – and then Haley had like family friends in Portland as well or like her, her like mum's family friends. We met them. Um, so Portland was cool but we stayed in downtown um, and because of the COVID um, lockdowns and the riots recently, it was super, super quiet and super dead. And homelessness was really rife, as anywhere in America, I feel like, because they don't really – they don't have Centrelink, they don't have commission housing, like they don't have Medicare, blah, blah, blah. God, the list keeps going. I, I thought I didn't think keeps you were going gonna to stop for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, so Portland was cool. We went to the Nike store out in um, Beaverton, which was really cool. cool. Super, super cool. Did got you a get few things. anything cool? Yeah, I got some – I got some shoes, heaps of clothes. It was pretty much just like chocking in your bag and like, let's go. It was so it was bizarre. Like, well, <laughs> like, well, next time, next time you go we'll to bring uh, you Oregon, along. Just, yeah. I'm not even, I don't even have to go. Just bring me a little goodies bag, just like okay, a little, we'll little treat bag. <laughs> size 10. Size, <laughs> so, size 10 and L. <laughs> Write it down. All right. Got it. I got it. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. <laughs> it was good though. It was a struggle bringing it back on the train. That's all I'll say. I'm surprised you didn't. Purchase another suitcase. <laughs> well, did. You did. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Smart. At yeah. least you got your money. Like your money's Absolutely. worth from that store. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Obviously, I was attracted to your content and keen to learn more everything concerning sex because it's such yeah. a fascinating area yeah. and it's such a evolving and ever-moving sort of field and yeah. an area of which I feel like is really being tapped into in some more academic way and more mm. in a relatable way for human beings and ensuring that the environment concerning sex and sex health and sex life is being really changed. And, and yeah. it's really, really exciting to be a part of it. And 
you're obviously at university, still yeah. studying. What year are you in? I'm in my first year. First year, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I've chopped and changed so many times. This yeah. is like my third degree. Cool. I guess. Like I did a year of two other things and had breaks in between and I always knew I wanted to do this always, but I never knew that it was actually a career path. Yeah. So yeah. Are you loving it? Year, love it. It's so good. What about it? I love so Currently I'm doing just like an arts degree and then that's where I go off and master in sexology after that. So I think with the arts degree, I love the flexibility of being able to choose exactly what I want to study and also the study load. It's like last semester I did full-time, practically like full-time work, um, having two jobs and doing the Instagram page and building a website and all that sort of stuff. It was so overwhelming. Um, and so this semester I'm just doing part-time uni same amount of work sort of but with more opportunity and more time to focus on content and like you know furthering my knowledge so that I can bring it out to the page and the website and further things coming up soon so yeah just, I love it. Just for those listening who aren't aware of what your job is and, and what the things you do did you want to just explain some of the things that you do and, and what a sexologist sort of focuses on? Yeah so I'm currently at uni studying to be a sexologist so that's sort of like the end goal and what I do personally I have an Instagram account called Talking Sex with Lex and it's basically a platform uh, and I guess a safe space for the exploration of sex, sexual identity, gender identity, um, protection, all that communication like that's a massive thing and it's basically just a place where people can come and feel safe and feel heard and feel like Whatever they're thinking, whatever they want to know about, they can find it there or have a platform to go off of from that. So that's sort of what I do. Like I'll talk about things that don't get spoken about in regular day-to-day conversations, which they really pushed under should. The rug. Yeah, exactly. Like what, why, why do you think that is a thing? Like for you personally, everyone has their own opinions, but yeah. what's your opinion and one of the reasons why that gets shunned upon or just gets pushed to the side? Well, I feel like sex has been stigmatised for so long as just this like, oh, like you can't talk about it. Like everyone does it, but you can't talk about it. Similar with mental health, like everyone goes through things, everyone has, you know, things that they battle, but again, it's sort of shoved under the rug. And I'm not, honestly, like I don't even know why it is, but it is. And it's such an issue because that's when people... They don't know about contraception or they don't know about assaults or they don't know about warning signs or STIs, HIV, blah, blah, blah. So because it gets shoved under the rug, because it is stigmatised, there's no platform then to help people who need help unless it's for unless you want to go to a GP or to somewhere like that who, who might not feel comfortable with talking about it because sometimes you get – like some people don't even get to talk about it with their own parents because they don't talk about it because it's such a taboo thing, because it's so personal, so intimate. And I think because of that, if you talk about it because it is so intimate, so personal, some people could think, oh, that's so slutty of you. Like, why would you be talking about that? When it's so natural and it has to be talked about for you to protect yourself, protect others. Like, it's just such an important conversation. And even if you're not inclined sexually, that's still important and it still falls, falls on the spectrum. Like having those conversations about yourself with yourself with other people who you love and trust is so important. Why sex for you though? Because it's a big thing to jump into that career mm. of that one thing. Is it? Do you just love sex, or do you love all the things about sex, or do you love breaking down the barriers that are up with sex? Is it about breaking down social norms, or what is it about sex and sexology that makes sets your soul on fire? I think 
for me as a woman, I don't know one person in my life as a female who hasn't been sexually assaulted or impacted by the male gaze in any way, myself included, and it's horrific. And no one talks about it nearly enough. So I think that breaking the barrier between what gets shoved under the rug and what is just accepted, like generally accepted to be okay, and what isn't. Like I feel like we just need to talk about it so much more. I'm so passionate about it because it happens to everyone and no one knows about it. Like I tell some of my male friends, this happens to every single female practically. Like sometimes it doesn't, which is awesome, but more than not 100% it does and they're shocked. And I'm like, why, how are you shocked? Like it happens all the time. And I feel like for me, it's, I'm just so passionate about it to raise the awareness, but, and also to let people know that sex is fun and like you can make sex into what you want to make it into. It doesn't have to be this reproductive sort of norm and like you have to do it male and female, like sex ed schools, like tell you about, like when I was in year 10 doing, going through like sex ed um, education or whatever, it was like, learn how to put a condom on and like learn what your period is. It wasn't what sort of lubes will cause you bacterial infections? How can you have sex with females, males, other genders? How, how do you approach gender identity? How do you have sex that's fun for females? Because all they talk about is having sex that's like fun or pleasurable for males. Like I think it's similar to like Chantelle Oten's book, like the sex ed that you never had. It's like trying to tell people that sex is fun, but also talking about it. Communication is the number one thing. And with anything to do with sex. So I feel like having that conversation and that communication is so important. What I'm getting from that, it's about communication. Mm. And for you, it's about changing social norms and also changing unconscious behaviour, I think, by human beings a lot of the time of breaking down why are the things the way that they are and not just being okay with that. Yeah, 100%. And also because sex is awesome, I think. Shout out sex. (laughs) Shout out sex. It's cool. And like... I don't know, a lot of my friends like feel like worried to walk into a sex store and buy, I don't know, a vibrator. I'm like, own it, girlfriend. Like, yeah, walk yeah. in, buy a dildo. Like, Why live would your you life. Not? Yeah. Yeah. I have a chest full of <laughs> yeah. at home and my mum, like, knows about it. She's like, oh, I'll move your toys for the cleaner. <laughs> like, thanks. Do you feel like your relationship with your mum in regards to that has almost helped you feel so comfortable about it? Like, I think Like, so. she's almost supporting you. And that's the thing, it's... Sometimes people want to have that, but they find it difficult because yeah. of the people around them. It seems like you've had a situation where it's almost been accepted and norm so for you. So accepted. So um, a lot of my friends, um, they don't talk about sex with their parents or like their family members. And for me, that's always been so like confusing because ever since I've started having sex, when I, I first had sex when I was 17, that's when I lost my virginity, I've always spoken about my about it with my mum. Like that's always been a topic of conversation. There's nothing, honestly, like it sounds fucked, but there's nothing that I've done that my mum doesn't know about. We're so close in that way and I feel like that's – because we are so close and because I know that other people aren't as close with their parents or their mum or that person for them, it sort of confused me. I was like, why? Like as if you're not that close to your parents and obviously like every relationship with their parents are different or their guardians are different but – I think I'm so comfortable talking about it because I always have had someone to talk about it with and I've always been so passionate about it and having the ability to let it out and to talk about it and have it not be a bad thing, like have it be, oh, that's like awesome, you know, 
I shouldn't say that, but, you know, like having a really supportive soundboard has been really, really good. Just comes back to communication again. <laughs> Absolutely. And that yep. was, that's one of the biggest points that anyone makes in regards to sex is just that mm-hmm. communication is key and, and it, yeah, goes from there. Yeah. But, you know, thank you for speaking about that and I'm sure we'll delve into it more. But, yeah, it's really good that we have more education about it and lucky we've got you to uh, educate <laughs> not only Jed and I, who need it the most, but uh, – <laughs> Or uh, all those who are listening. So thank you, Alex. <laughs> no, thank you so much. You touched on your mum and that relationship and those sort of connections. And I feel like we're going to dabble or maybe a little bit down the family line when we discuss mm-hmm. the first H of your triple H, Alex, your mm-hmm. hero. So please, yeah. the floor is all yours. <laughs> thank you. So my hero, I would definitely have to say, is my brother, Max. He is like the most incredible person ever. When he was born, he had a really rare disability. Only 20 people in the world had his disability. So it was very like, what's going on? You know, is he okay? Will he live? Blah, blah, blah. So he's intellectually delayed, speech delay, behavioural delay, learning delay, fine and gross motor delay. Like everything is delayed. So he's basically like half his age and he'll continue to move at that sort of speed, I guess you could say. So he's my hero purely because the way that he carries on life, like he's got three fingers on his right hand, he has surgeries and, you know, he gets picked on for his disability all the time. And even in high school, he's in year 10 this year and he's going to be in year 11 next year doing VCAL and stuff. And the way that he handles himself and the way that he picks himself up and cares about his family is like something that I've never seen before. So I'd definitely say that, my, yeah, Maxie, my brother, is my hero for sure. Shout out, Maxie. Maxie. How <laughs> How old are you, Alex? I'm 21. 21 and Max is 15, 16. Yeah. Have you always been close? Always. Always? Always. Since he was born. Yeah. Yep. When he was born, I was six, five or six. And I obviously like don't remember much from like that age, but I do remember just holding him in my arms from that young age, instinctively being like, I'm going to take care of you. Like, I just love you so much. And obviously like... That's like my mum's job. But as an older sister, I'm the oldest, he's the youngest. I've always looked out for him and he's always been there for me through everything. Like he, even when he doesn't know really what's going on, he'll have this sort of inclination be like, are you okay? Like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, are you hurt? Blah, blah, blah. Like he always sort of knows what's up and we've always been close. Like we've, or we always do things together. He would FaceTime me all the time when I was in America. His one thing, he was like, Alex, I don't want you to go because I won't be able to protect you when you're in America. And I was like, Max. Because you'd almost feel the same same way. Yeah, it's like, exactly. I don't want to leave you because I want to protect you and yeah. I, I want to make sure I'm always looking after you. Do you 100%. feel like sometimes it stops you from doing things because you feel like you always want to be making sure that he's okay? How do, how do you go with those things with – going overseas or going mm. interstate for a bit or just yep. being away from home quite a bit. Are you able to switch off and, and have times where you're not having to overthink all the time? If Is he yeah. going to be okay with certain situations? I, I can, like, switch it off because mum and dad are so amazing and, like, they love him so much and he's so well cared for and he's pretty self-sufficient. But I do sometimes worry because he does get picked on and, you know, kids don't like when things aren't normal because in their head they haven't, develop to think oh okay like they're completely fine they're just like a bit different to me and I'm different to them like there's no normal everyone's just a bit different yeah most of the time I can because I know that he'll be fine if you had to describe Max in three words what would they be I would say light 
Eager Springs, like the most beautiful light into everyone's lives. Strong, definitely, and resilient. Wonderful. So, yeah. Light, strong, resilient. What's what's some things that you see? Like, is it, choose one of them, and, and what would you say would be something you see from that? Like, like resilient. Like, what's an, mm. like what what would be something that he does that's resilient, or or, yeah. or the other two? Like, yeah. what would be pick one and, and choose choose uh, yeah, a situation you. that you you really see him at the forefront that he's yeah. using that as an example. When Maxi was at his old school, so he's moved. He's now at a school near where we live, and he was at a school before a little bit of further away he was getting bullied at his old school and he was pushed into the bushes so like physically bullied and like pushed in and I picked him up from school um I did I picked him up from school quite a bit at that school and he was just like bawling his eyes out like he could not stop crying he was so upset and so overwhelmed and just didn't understand why he was getting picked on especially by other kids who were also disabled he was like but like we're all here for a reason like we're all the same like why why are they doing that just to me like he was so just overcome with emotion obviously and then I was bawling my eyes out I was like where's this kid like (laughs) I'm so upset right now and so fast forward to now he's now the um, student representative of his school for like 600 kids so he always takes these things that happen to him and somehow puts them into a good thing and it's like I got bullied but now I want to stand up for the whole school and be a leader and be someone that you can count on. A mentor, on. someone that exactly. they can go to. And 100%. And, like, he has the best friends and friends of all ages. Like, we have best family friends and one of his best friends is my age and they get along so well because he can he can fit in with anyone and, like, he really is a mentor. He is a leader. Like, he's just amazing. Well... Let's get this leader on the phone get because the I'm phone. jazzed to give him a ring right now. <laughs> Alrighty. No. I wouldn't be surprised if my dad answers. Hello? Maxi? Yeah? It's me. It's Alex. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good. What are you doing? Not much. Not much? Where are you? I'm just um, – funny you ask. I'm recording a podcast at the moment and I wanted to call you because they asked me who my hero was. You know what a hero is, Maxie? Huh? Do you know what a hero is? Yeah. Yeah, so they asked me who my hero was and I said that it was you. Hello? No. Yes. Maxie, you there? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I said that you were my hero. Yay. <laughs> You're, so so I said that you're my hero, Maxi, because I think that you're amazingly resilient because you know how you sometimes get picked on and bullied at school and stuff like that? Yes. And how you always fight back and how well, – not fight back, but you always stand up for yourself and you're always there for yourself and now you're the student leader of the whole school um, and I think it's yeah. so amazing that you've been able to flip what's happened to you and become this amazing mentor for other kids. Yes, I do want to fight them, but I can't. <laughs> no, but we don't fight them. <laughs> no. No. Even though, even they start it. Even if they start it, yeah, but we don't fight them because that's not that's not the good thing. We don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, Maxie. Good. We're having chicken kiev tonight. <laughs> yes. I love chicken kievs. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you've never tried them before. What? I've never tried them before. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit a little while ago. <laughs> but I'm having I'm having the black bean thing tonight. I'm not having chicken kievs. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back. Mm, I'm not too sure. I'll give you a buzz when I'm on the way back. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Chicken Kiev. No joke. That, that, Chicken Kiev. That, that I'm calling it now. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Just because because for him, like every time you have a phone call, it would be like just normal and he's yeah, telling you things. So, so in his head, he's like, I've, I've got to let Alex know. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're having Chicken Kiev tonight. <laughs> so you better get home. Alex, ASAP. <laughs> so we can. Maxie, you're on a podcast. We're having chicken Kiev. <laughs> just so you can know. Yeah, that's awesome. But we're also having chicken Kiev. So that's how about equally, you wrap that yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. up and get your house back Honestly, on so we can have though. some chicken Kievs. Equally as cool. Chicken Kiev podcast. podcast. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, but I do sort of want to do fight them though. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I do want to fight know, them. I was like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, Maxie. That's all right. But we'll dig it, don't. It's proud, such a I, funny one. We're, we're very, we're very proud of you, Maxie, and and that's not easy. And bullying's really tough. And mm. but you're the real hero who can who can take those mean words and the classic old sticks and stones may mm. break my bones. But um, Maxie, you're a true hero, and um, it was awesome to be able to be a part of that. Mm. And we'd love to meet, be able to meet him one day. Absolutely. But I think it's probably he's he's probably shaped you in in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where he he's almost taught you about being strong yourself yeah. and, and like we've all spoken about, we've all had critics and man in the arena and that sort of that saying where people will try to bring you down. And I'm sure someone like Max, um, you, you use that to, to really push you towards great things. Yeah. I'm sure that's special. 100%. Um, yeah. It's, it's quite incredible, quite incredible um, human. Yeah. No, he's awesome. I haven't met one person that doesn't like him. Like he's just such a, an easily likable person. And I feel like he just makes life so simple like there's always so much that goes on in life but I feel like he's definitely brings it all back to like what's happening in the now which is awesome chicken Kiev chicken Kiev that's what's <laughs> happening in the now chicken that's all that Kiev. matters so funny what does he love the most quickly before we move on to our next haste what, mm-hmm. what does he love the most so Max is a funny one because every month or so he'll get fixated on a topic so right now it's like robbery mm. Don't know why. He got so fixated on boxing that he wanted me to get him a cage for his birthday, like a boxing cage. <laughs> like, obviously, like, who wouldn't want what's that? Been, yeah, sure. What's been the the craziest? So, like, where where uh, people are like, okay, do we almost say, no, we can't get into yeah, that? What's so, been the craziest that he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to do this. Yep. I'm doing this. And so he um, – he was like, I'm going to go to jail, um, I'm gonna, but not, not to maximum, like just like low security prison, like I'm going to rob something so that I can go to jail and I can help the prisoners be better people. And I was like, Max, you know, love the thought, but you can Lovely totally do that from the outside. What a martyr. <laughs> just, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just here for the Jesus people. Christ, the second coming. <laughs> Honestly, Who's Max. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm here, here to save I'm you. I'm here to help you. Like, <laughs> let's get this thing going. Is that a recent one? Because obviously recent. we're talking about robbery. Yeah. Uh, and now this is – so it's so Now he's almost... working out how we can do the robbery. Yeah, he's yeah really... exactly. He's honing in on it. On his skills. We yeah. should – all right, let's uh, just maybe keep tabs on that one. I think so. On Maxie. Just in case you see in the oh, headlines. Max. Max Sharon <laughs> on <laughs> robbery. Maybe that was him at the, at the front of the place we were staying at in LA. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening to the Triple H podcast. Like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music to stay up to date with episodes and follow us at the Triple H podcast on Instagram. If you wish to get in touch with us, send an email at the Triple H podcast at gmail.com. Special thank you to Prizefight for providing the theme, his song, Vulnerable. And thank you to Uncle Michael O'Brien for our show's Welcome to Country.